Welcome to Admin Unboxed. We are a show that encourages you to think beyond the boundaries of traditional stereotypes surrounding the administrative profession. Did you know that there's 160 different job titles in our profession? Holy moly guacamole. That is a lot of job titles. So our show is about having guests on where we'll unpack the prickly stuff, share industry updates, we'll document, we'll review, we'll show off the admin profession's incredible diversity, talent and opportunities. It's a show full of honest, open conversations. Lots of cheerleading, lots of joy. Thanks for joining us and let's get tucked into the show. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Welcome everyone to a special edition of Admin Unboxed. Now, I don't have Mel with me today. I've got Mish. Mish is um, joining me today as a special co-host. How are you? I'm good. It feels weird being here twice in one month mm-hmm. and we've got Mel. She is back next show. Um, she's right. still currently having a lovely holiday in Europe. We think she's in London, but we're not sure. But mm-hmm. she's somewhere. So, um, Mel, if you're listening, and it feels bizarre because Mel's missing, but we've got another Mel on the show. So it's like we do. Anyway, what's happening with you? Are you you're in a new job? How is life? What's new in the zoo? Good. Yeah, look, um, as you know, with new jobs, your head is full of new information and you're learning the who's who in a place and um, what emergencies you have to fix and all those kind of things as well. But I'm really lucky we've got a leadership conference this week, so I'm going to get to meet a lot of our leaders from around the country that I haven't met yet. So it'll be a really great week, actually. A big gathering Mm -hmm. or a... Yeah, yeah, a couple of hundred. Yeah, so it'll be good. So straight straight into the fire. Straight in, and you know, I'm going from a business of five thousand to fifty five thousand people. So, Holy um, it's a lot more people, a lot more people. So. <laughs> hey, um, before we get our host, uh, our first guest on the show, I just want to do a bit of a shout out. Look what arrived in the mail. Oh, it did! Great. Yeah, so for those listening, um, I know I'm hoping that everyone knows out the fantastic Lucy Frazier, who will be over here in uh. 9th and 10th of November, she just launched a book. I haven't read it, but everything that Lucy talks about and writes is just incredible. So it's called The Modern Day Assistant. It's on Booktopia. It'll come straight away to you. But it's just great to see, a you know, everything we do and it talks about the challenges, there's real-life things, talks about office politics, um, emotional intelligence, communication. Um, it's got some really good things. And it's also talking about the future of hybrid, how do we continue into the future which will be interesting. And what I did like, which it's funny, you know, if I read a book I never start at the beginning, um, there's a project management um, chapter. So, which for us, we often don't think that project management is part of our role, um, but it is a big part of what we do. We just think we organise the event or we just make those hotel bookings, but we've got budgets, we've got all those, and we are managing projects, hence what you're doing tomorrow for the Exactly. Yes. But anyway, exactly. more importantly, um, uh, we've got a special, to, special guest. We have. So we should bring Mel to the stage. Yeah. Hey. Hi, hey, Mel. Hey. <laughs> so, so excited to be yes. yeah. It's beautiful. So for those joining us um, and haven't been caught up with what the AAAs are doing, Triple uh, A's are partnering with um, the incredible charity called Got Your Pack Sister, and we have the amazing founder on here today. So, Mel, I think the most important thing is tell us what Got Your Back Sister is, how it started, and your why, which is more yep. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Got Your Back Sister, we're a charity, a domestic violence charity. We help 
women and children who've experienced domestic violence. Uh, and we do that in a number of ways. We uh, provide uh, at the beginning of, we, we say that we provide an end-to-end journey in that, um, you know, we are there for women in crisis who um, are experiencing domestic abuse or have um, or have just left an abusive relationship. We provide information, advice, um, access to housing, uh, legal services, financial, financial crisis payments, that sort of thing. And then we are all about then helping women rebuild their lives once, you know, so we support them through that crisis phase. And then we're like, okay, helping them rebuild their lives by providing um, different workshops and programs to rebuild confidence, self-esteem, to help women get an, an education or employment. Um, and even course, which is teaching women how to cook nutritious food on a budget. Um, so and really, I, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you grew up. Yeah. So I mean, it's one of those things that we say we actually wish that we didn't need to exist. Um, domestic abuse affects more people than we realise. The stats say one in four women, um, but, you know, so many women don't report what's happening to them because of the guilt and shame um, around around the abuse that they're experiencing. So you know, they say one in four, it could be a lot more than that and it doesn't discriminate at all um, with uh, age, demographic, socioeconomic, um, different demographic uh, areas where you live, what country you're from, it does not discriminate at all. And so um, it's, it's, it's sad, I say it's sad that we need to exist, but also it's important that while abuse, domestic violence is such a big issue in our community, we need to exist. Mm. Exactly. And Mel, it's interesting because when you report those figures, there's actually probably a lot of people don't realise that there's not, domestic violence just isn't physical, it's financial, it's yeah. emotional, it's lots of yeah. different, it's not just physical, is it? Absolutely. And, you know, years ago when I was a younger woman, I was in a relationship and it was an emotionally abusive relationship and I didn't realise that until I went to a counsellor with my then partner and um I knew that something didn't feel right it wasn't right um but he was totally gaslighting me and um had me convinced that I was the problem I was a naughty girl I was a you know I was a problem girl um and I was in with this counselor for five minutes she asked him to leave and she said you know he's emotionally abusing you don't you you know that's emotional abuse and I had never heard of it because our perception is is that domestic violence is physical but it's way more it's emotional abuse abuse it's verbal abuse and put downs it's um control coercively controlling behavior you know that pattern of controlling behavior it's financial abuse um it's sexual abuse it is so much more than just physical abuse and again that's why a lot of people get quite confused about you know what is domestic violence and we get women that call up and they're like I think I could be in an abusive relationship I'm not too sure yeah yeah so um that's why that's why it's so important for us to be talking about it for us to be you know doing these community campaigns and for us to be educating the community and we do a lot of work with teenage girls and their mums um, and, you know, we do work in schools to also educate uh, teens about what is a healthier and unhealthy relationship and what's a, an abusive relationship. How, how 
long have you been going for, Mel? Is it eight years or? Yes, we're in our eighth year. Um, yeah. We because I got you back. Sister started as a very small home based party, which was me at home, and um, and I guess one of the questions that we've always asked is, what do women need? What what does the community need? What do women need? And what are the gaps? What can we do? Um, what are the gaps that aren't being filled and what can we do to support more women who are experiencing abuse? And we're a non-government funded charity. Um, so we, we're self-funded. Um, and but what, so what that means is, I guess, you know, we're always, we're always fundraising, number one. But number two, it also means that I guess that we have the ability to be able to to create and and provide new programs and services because you know we have the freedom and the nimbleness to do that mm, amazing so triple a's have partnered with you because there was just so much alignment with our values and pillars um and we are a profession that is 83 percent females unfortunately we'd like more men um and out of those 83 percent, 71 percent have never had any formal t- training or academic credentialing so the fit for us at the triple a's and got you back sister it felt easy and it felt great um and for us we see this as a long-term commitment to be able to support an organization on a national basis um we know that you did start in newcastle but you you, you you've gone you've gone scaling yeah yeah, yes. So the first initiative, which I'm excited about, unfortunately, I can't participate because I've got this silly moon boot on. But on Sunday, the 5th of October is um, the initiative called I Run For Her. Now, is this the second or third year that it's in? This is the fourth year. Oh, fourth year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is really yeah. so do you want to so do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was, I was just going to say, you know, again, one of the things that right from the beginning of, of when we established Got You Back Sister that we felt was really important is that whole community engagement piece mm-hmm. uh, and community education because abuse thrives in silence. So we need people to come together to talk about it and to go, it's not okay. Uh, and uh, in the first few years of Got You Back Sister, we did things like we partnered with the Newcastle Knights and we did halftime activations at some of those big football games, which was really wonderful. And then COVID changed all of that. <laughs> so we couldn't do that any longer. And we started this new community engagement campaign and event called I Run For Her. Um, because during the COVIDs, Remember when they had those rules? It was like you could only go for a walk or run or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're like going, okay, we can't gather on mass and and do like a really big activation campaign in a public space. But we're like, you know, people can do their own walk or run. That's literally how it was born. So um, we kind of thought that first year we might get ten people, and we got one hundred and fifty. So um, each year we keep growing, and and what the premise is is that, and again, it arose out of COVID, was we were like, on this one day, people everywhere register. So register beforehand. We'll send you a, a T-shirt that says, I say no to domestic violence. Yeah. On that day, so this year, 15th of October, take to the streets, grab your mates and go for a walk in your suburb or your street or your town and spread that message that domestic violence isn't okay, that we say no to domestic violence and share it out on social media. It's so cool when you see people from all over Australia doing their own walk or run, sharing that out on social media. So even though we may not all physically be together, we can all see each other. And yeah. the, the and this is what I love, right, is that 
for all those women and men, so I go because men do experience it as well, mm-hmm. all those people that are experiencing domestic abuse and they see all these people in the community going, what's happening to me or what's happened to me is not okay. And look, what are these people that are going, we're here for you, we support you. It's okay for you to reach out and, and ask for help. Because once upon a time, nobody talked about it. It was all like what happens behind, what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed doors. So that's why I'm like, you know, the power of community coming together and going, we're all saying this is not okay, this is not okay, and you can get help. Yeah. You can reach Amazing. out. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah, so, Triple H, we're activating three live sites in Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. Yes, and um, it's on our website. Um, and there's a bit of competition, Mel. I don't know whether you've noticed a bit of state of origin feed happening. You know, who's going to be the winner? We've obviously <laughs> set targets for each state. And if you join the AAA team, you can go in to win a two two night overstay at the Louise in Adelaide, which is fantastic. But Mel, look, we're to be part of this and you know thank you to you um and um you know is there anything i suppose leaving notes that we should know about um or i mean even if you guys can't join it you know make a small donation i noticed there was a couple sure. executives they can't make it and they threw in 25 dollars. like that's fantastic it's just it makes sure. a difference so I might ask, say, sorry, Mill. I was going to say one of the things we can do for AAA with having such a big network is there's a lot of businesses that still don't have the government fair work says you can get five unpaid leave days, but more and more businesses are providing paid domestic violence leave. So I encourage all our community to look up your policies and see if you have paid domestic violence leave as part of your Pay because I've had that with team members that I've managed, and I I couldn't offer her. I had to give her time without pay because we didn't have any, and she had a bad situation. And so I talked to someone, and they were able to help me a little bit for her. But now a lot of companies have got that. So AAA members get out there and ask your HR departments. Yep. That's that's great advice. That's really great advice. It's one of those things is that as well, people don't necessarily um, in different businesses and organisations, they don't really know what to do. If a, if a colleague, they if they suspect a colleague might be experiencing domestic abuse, um, you know, or again, people who, who are experiencing it themselves, they don't really know what to do often or where to turn to. So, you know, in terms of your work, that's such a really big, that's an important thing to do is reach out um, to your HR department and ask for that support mm. or find out what the policy is and try and get support. Because I think that's a new initiative that the government recently brought in, wasn't it, yeah. those five days paid leave? Domestic violence leave. And actually I think it's more than five. I think it's ten. Mm. We're going to double check that. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, it is unpaid. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, so for those listeners, jump onto our website. But if you also have questions, um, jump on Got Your Back Sister. It is a fantastic, it's only five kilometres. You can run, you can walk, you can shuffle, you can come on your skateboard, whatever it is. Um, and we've got some in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne, we've got some great pathways happening and quite scenic. Um, you know, there'll be some other cool things happening on the day. So join the team and we hope to see you there. So I'll be in Sydney, so I'll see you at the start and finish line. Um, but, Mel, thank you very much. Thank you for all you're doing for these women and children and also men because, as you said, men are also survivors of domestic violence as well. So um, thank you. 
Thank you to you guys. Thank you. Thanks to the Triple yeah. A's for coming and joining our Island for Hair campaign. So you just need to register. Register in one of those Triple A teams, Sydney, Melbourne, or Brisbane. Um, and we ask people, you know, if they can fundraise two hundred dollars, that would be really great. Um, help to help us to help more women and children in the community. Um, but you're a champion. So thanks, Mish, and thanks, uh, EK, and thanks, Triple A's. You're welcome. Thanks, Mel. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Oh, what an inspiration. It's a big topic, isn't it? It's huge. Absolutely. And you'd be surprised how many people don't talk about something that's happened to them. It's really, really big. It's such a big, like, you know, I think um, we all have stuff in life and I think, you know, cancer obviously is a big topic, but this domestic violence, I I forgot to ask Mel the numbers, but they're just staggering how many people are affected. Yeah. as As she said, it's not exclusive to any particular demographic, it could be anyone and everyone. That's right. So we're going to move on a little bit, just a slight bit, and we are going to focus on one of our other pillars, which is advocacy. So there's quite a few burning topics in our little pockets at the moment, and one of them is um, superannuation, yes, equal pay, and the Clerks Award. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know, I'm bringing it up. Like three juicy topics. Okay, so I'll start with the easiest, which is the superannuation. For those that are listening to um to the show and haven't heard what's been going on, um, as we know, we are all getting extra super um, contributed by our employees um, and there is incremental in- increases over a period of time, which is fantastic because when we retire, we want more in our pocket. But we have a massive challenge, EK, because um, we have got a large portion of our community of executive assistants who are on salary packages. And of that portion, a lot of them haven't had a pay rise in the last five years. So for those listening, I'm talking private sector. I'm not talking public sector because the public sector EAs, I'm so excited for you. On a federal level, you all got a 6% pay rise. And across the state levels in the in the um, public sector, you got between 25 and 4%, which is great. That's just happened. But this is the private sector that I'm talking about in Pacific. And what's happened now is, is that, We've had this superannuation um, increase, which, uh, which is great, but our salary packages have remained the same, which means our take-homes list. Now, it's hard enough in this crazy world of ours with increased cost of living, um, you know, childcare rates going up, but we've had EAs go to their leaders or their PNCs and HRs and said, hey, can I have my package reviewed? It's been five-plus years. And I'm disgusted, to be honest, EK, because they're basically getting told either no or you're just the EA, which that word just comes up again. And it, oh, so we, and as an unlegislated profession, we've now taken it to the highest level, which is government. um, And we're in discussions about how we can support these at the highest level and bring that conversation back into the corporate workplace in the private sector. It's a really hard point, but we are there. We've started discussion um, with federal government. We've got our next discussion at the end of September. We'll be back in Canberra talking about it because it's not going to go away. Um, the, the super payments are going to keep going. Uh, sorry, the super contribution is going to keep coming up, which means there's going to be less take home over the period of these increments. That's right. And some people have it in their employment contracts. <sighs> it's not to increase. If there's, to, I've seen it. If the superannuation increases, your salary package not be increased and then there's other companies that just give the increase on like no problem to like you know you don't the company absorbs that difference 
not your salary. So it's, it's a, it'd be great to hear from everyone out there what's happening in your businesses. Yeah, and I think there's this piece again about um, as soon as we're told no, we know it's the wrong thing, we just walk away and leave it and put up with it. But how do we give these individuals, especially maybe in smaller businesses, smaller to medium mm-hmm. businesses, how do we give them the support um, and is it a toolkit, a package of information that we can give them from the AAAs that they can go in and have these robust conversations and not be afraid? And at the moment, they don't have anything in their toolkit, so they're just literally walking away and going, well, what am I going to give up because I'm getting less time to take home in my pay? Am I giving up the coffee? Um, am I giving up the pair of shoes? Whatever it may be, but we that we're finding they have to give something up because their take home is less. That's right. And I think that would be a great idea because, you know, with some data and statistics and things to help their argument, that's, you know, bosses love data and statistics as well to help arguments sometimes too. Also, and I suppose that leads us to the next prickly conversation, which is Mm -hmm. the close support. Um, Because we're talking private sector again um, as well, and I'm sorry that we're excluding the public sector, um, but most of you sit under the APS gradings and all the different um, things like that in each of the states. So we're talking specifically private sector and the clerks award has risen again. Um, We have had emails through us in the last couple of weeks that just came out of the blue and uh, their employees sent them an email. So these are are EAs and admin professionals that are existing in their workplace and sent a letter and say, hey, just updating your your employee information and letting you know that you now sit under the clerks award. So... We've looked up the Clerks Award, EK, um, and should I read the first bit? Um, yeah. I think it's really interesting. The, is it the word looseness? No, that's not the right word. The greyness of it. Yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it. <laughs> because there's no clarity, like there's no, it, it doesn't make it. So I'm just going to bring it up and read it because it's really interesting if my phone wants to work and nothing wants to work. I oh, hear it goes. Okay. So this is who club who clerks award clerks award covers employees who mainly carry out carry out clerical and administrative work for their employees in the private sector. So the first thing that jumps out to me is the word clerical. That's like using the word secretary, okay? Like when did we oh. use clerical? So, and then it says to you, and then it gives a meaning. Clerical administrative work means one, filing and photocopying. Have you got a photocopy in your workplace? Do you use it anymore? I don't know. Two, typing and word processing. When did we use word processing? Three, managing accounts, invoices and orders. That's fine. Four, billing clients and customers. Five, maintaining records, journals, including payroll. Six, answering calls. Okay. Seven, cash handling. I don't think I've had a petty cash tin for 15 years. Okay. Eight, operating a telephone switchboards. Do we have switchboards anymore? Mm -mm. Most people use Teams. Yes. Nine, attending a reception desk. And ten, which gripes me, secretarial and executive support services. So that's what it covers. And then then the next thing is, and this is where we get stuck so many times because it says examples of employees covered by the clerk's award. Admin assistants, receptionists, bookkeepers, clerical employees, diploma, 
qualified employees who complete a financial and tax schedules or income tax returns. So that's a bookkeeper, like referring to bookkeepers, I guess. Yeah. And the other one, a wholesale travel operator selling packages directly to other travel companies. So I just, you know, and we've, we're have we going to dissect at the AAAs, we're going to dissect the the works award over the coming week so we can provide more clarification but you and I have obviously started this process and you know for executive assistants that are receiving emails to say you sit under the clerk's award we haven't found in this this award the word executive assistance most we've got is executive support services but how can we give an employee and say this is what you sit under but and what does it really mean? And what does it really mean? Yes. Because people are going to go to business, like going, again, getting employment contracts at new businesses, you know, new roles, and that's in it. And you don't have time to sit there and dissect that when you're trying to sign a contract and things like that. So, and it's, you know, confusing to people. It, it, it is confusing, but then it's also for me, it's just, I think it's just a, a um, what's the word? I think it's just a cop-out, okay, because an employee is really not valuing the administrative function or business support function in their business because they, they actually want something to cover their backsides. And, Correct. you know, I'm going to say that very loud and clear. That's what they're doing. And the other piece is, is that, you know, we've talked about salary guides before. So I'm not talking about recruiters' salary guides. I'm talking things like the Mercer report and things like that. And, you know, those reports they often, often reference to, and I would prefer to sit under the Mercer report than I would the clerk's award. Exactly. And, you know, with the Mercer report, different businesses pay different levels. So some might do it 70% of Mercer or 80 or, or whatever, yep. and then that helps um, obviously at remuneration time where you sit in that and where you are in the market does depend if you can get a pay rise sometimes and sometimes it means you can't. But it's a really good... Um, tool to put forward to your, your manager and say, hey, I sit in this bracket. Yes. Um, this is my value I've added. Yeah. This is what you can pay me up to. So it's really good for that discussion. So I think we, well, I know we are going to dissect it. I spoke to the marketing team last week and I said, guys, we need to put this apart. Um, we will obviously give a bit of a brief su- summary and add where the flaws are and then we will then open the discussion at government as to, you know, it's a government, a- it's interesting, um, EK, a government agency has put this report together but and they're talking about a sector that government don't support. So how can it be... I, I don't know how it all connects, quite frankly. <laughs> if someone, and I, it, yeah, and I haven't heard of it, and then all of a sudden it's rearing its head. Like it's just, it's bizarre. It's absolutely it is. bizarre. It so, is. Yes, watch this space, I say. See what yeah. we can find. And I think that kind of goes into the next piece, which is last Friday, for the first time ever in Australia, we had Equal Pay Day. Okay. Which um, it was part an initiative um, driven by Workplace Gender Equality Agency, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, the first report came out in February this year, and I'm going to cheerlead to Mary and the team at um, Workplace Gender Equality because they they represented us in that report, their first report as business support services, and I was happy because there was no secretary, there was no clerical, and it was great. But the latest report has come out with the updated figures um, as at the beginning of August. Um, 
And for our profession, EK, for every dollar a male earns, the female counterpart earns 82 cents of that dollar, which means they have to work an extra 83 days in a financial year to earn the same amount as the male counterpart. Mm, That's just crazy. And how does that work when we are a profession of 83%? Exactly. It's like the same thing with teachers and nurses, which Mm. are female-dominated professions. It would be very interesting if it ended up being 50-50, then would the pay change? Yeah, the average, uh, and in this report, like it's available to anyone. We have, um, we, we sent out our newsletter a couple of weeks ago and there's stuff on our LinkedIn post and our Instagram. But, you know, on the average, um, you know, the average uh, salary, you know, we're still short $13,000 um, a year. It's a large amount of money. And, you know, we've worked really, really hard as a country to close that gender pay gap. But for us, there's still a long way to go. And I think it highlights in the, business support, a.k.a. the administrative profession, exactly. we've still got a long way to go. Exactly. And, you know, especially if you take um, maternity leave or paternity leave, what's it called now? Is it, um, it's called yeah. parental leave. Um, yes. You're losing super in that time. Like it's all those things that you lose as well on top of that. So, you know, it's it's we think we've come a long way, but we've still got a long way to go. We've <laughs> still got a long way to go. And I, I think know. this this clerks award and and you know talking about the super and all of this there's this piece i mean the roles you know we're talking about transactional versus strategic um functions in what we do and, and that relationship piece and you know how we're seen as business partners and all this conversation and you know if we look at it now if you're a strategic business partner in how you operate um and you can have lots of different job titles you know you're on a base salary you will probably have a bonus structure. You've got the superannuation and you've got all these other benefits now. So I think this is for those organisations that are, you know, giving that all-encompassing package with all these benefits, they are businesses that you want to work with because they understand exactly. our role. But those businesses that aren't and we continue to allow um, the individuals working in those businesses, oh, I'm just the admin, you're not going to make a difference and there's not going to be that change piece. That's exactly right. And um, you know, you. I think we underestimate ourselves straight, you know, with people. Like, obviously, I have a new boss and already he said, come into this meeting now. And then he said to me today, I just did, you can just draft that off my heart and send it out. Like, it's, it's three weeks in. Um, and I was like, okay, sure. I don't know how to write as you yet, but, um, you know, straight away he's saying, what's your opinion on this? These are my slides for the conference. Can you look at them? So I think there are more and more businesses that are realising you can actually add a lot of value um, and the more we study and the more experience, broad experience we get, they realise what you can do in a business. So um, keep keep going at it, everybody. Keep going at it is my message. It's that conversation. Um, Again, you've got, to, you've, got to be the, you've got to be the change maker in your business and you have to have those conversations. Right. Just because the door is slammed in you or you're given a no, you just can't stop there because then you're going to get to the piece where I, I say you're going to become a negative Nelly and you're going to resent what you're that's doing. Right. But, EK, that's a huge shout-out moment for you because it was a great reminder that um, obviously when you were employed, this was there and the trust was automatically gained. And obviously you, you've got X amount of percentage of trust already. That's great. Week three in, he's already letting it. It's a he. Is it a he? Yes. It is. But do you know what was funny? Um, again, shout-out for studying. He said, I didn't realise you did the mini MBA. He goes, good, we'll put that to use. So... <laughs> You know, um, 
straight away goes, oh, I didn't read that properly. Okay, great. Um, so, you know, when they introduced me to the board, he said, EK's done all this study as well and things like that. So he created that platform for me straight away. Championing you from day one, which is we need our execs, leaders and boss to champion us from the, from the initial point because if they don't, that's when the role's misunderstood and that's, that's when right. all the problems caused, yeah. 100%. And I am going to go off off a little bit on a tangent, but this equal pay, some of these sporting associations, so the Matildas and the Socceroos, same pay, which is great call out for them to play for Australia at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Not the same prize money, but still what we pay. Um, I think Australian Open, they pay the same prize money for male and females. Okay. But a, a boo to the ARU, the Australian Rugby Union, that's in the paper this week where um, the male players going across on the plane to the World Cup, they're in business. The Wallaroos, the female team, economy. And the Wallabies partners are flown business. Yes. Where's, where's the fairness and the equality? Fairness and the equality. So it is across the board. Some of our sporting associations are doing some really great work. So there's a mm. long way to go. So, um, again, everyone got behind the Matildas. They're a fantastic story um, yes. for women and for sport. And yes. um, I do hope that, you know, look, Australian netball, the 12th or 13th World Championship they won a couple of weeks ago, barely saw any news about it, 13 times. You know, yeah. so... We're still getting there with a lot of things. Um, yeah, it is. You talk about Margot, who is on our judging panel, um, she's one of the scorers and timekeepers. And we had this conversation about what she gets paid for that versus what's on volunteer. And I said, you are asked to sit on a bench and have a certain area of expertise I couldn't just learn on a netball bench and do the scoring because it's all electronic and all of that and you've got to know the rules and all of that. And there's this piece of, oh, we're just the scorers. But, I mean, Margot's obviously going to have a bigger voice and Margot, shout out to you. But there's this piece, the people that are in the businesses, the organisations or in the roles, they have to start with, you know, their voice and sharing, you know, and you don't have to be aggressive. It's how you come about it and but be part of that in that discussion. That's right. So, you know, um, even, you know, there's so many ways you can do things in the business to help the voice. So, um, you know, get on some of your social committees and create some, you know, women's networking groups and things like that. So there's lots of ways you can get your voice out there in different ways as well. Amazing, amazing. Well, we'll keep the community posted um, about um, what happens with the clerks. Award. We'll, we'll do the summaries first. I know the girl's going to work on it the rest of the week. But just we probably should shout out, we have 10 days to go until nominations close. I is too. Can you believe how quickly this year's going? I can't believe it, but I'm really excited to see what I get to judge this year and see what amazing, amazing people. Because look, from my point of view, each year I'm in absolute wonderment after reading everything, and I get really inspired from it because um, some of the things that people have done in businesses, you just go, "Wow, why are you not an executive?" <laughs> so. Um, and I, I think that's important, the recognition piece, because so many times I hear I'm just doing my job. So that word just has come up again. But the thing is, yeah. is that, again, you are paid because of the level of expertise and experience. And it doesn't matter what whether you're in admin or finance or banking or wherever it may be, 
when we do a really great job, we should be rewarded and recognised. So don't say that I just did a job. You're doing a friggin' amazing job. That's right. Exactly. Mm. So that's my 10 days to go. Unbelievable. Look, our next show on Tuesday, we're going to have two amazing ladies um, and we're going to be talking about being an assistant and moving into a team leader role and managing a team of assistants. Um, and then they've, and you know, their journey since then. So, um, so mm. two really great characters that will be on the show. And Mel is back, as in Mel from, Mel from Got Your Back Sister, so clarifying that. So you won't have to put up with me anymore. But um, I think it's, we should also, we've got our last series of our roundtables happening this Thursday in Brisbane. So they've been, they've been fantastic. We got around to 18 this time. I only dropped into two of them. But the discussion at these roundtables is just incredible. And I think probably if I summarised it without going into too detail, the thirst for connection is there. We want to Absolutely. connect. We, we don't want this on screen like we're doing. We want this face-to-face. And I think it's they're thirstier more than ever, which is great. Um, and that and small group connection too. So you can have a really deep, thorough conversation as well. Yeah, so if you're in Brisbane, 10 o'clock on Thursday, reach out to the team. We'll send you all the details. Larissa Patton, uh, EA to Suncorp Bank, CEO at Suncorp Bank, she is hosting that one, which is great. Um, But, EK, I just want to say a shout-out to you. Thank you. Um, I know it's been a journey with Admin Unboxed, but we're getting there. We're month three nearly. Um, (laughs) It's gone really good. Um, So um, I am more than happy to hand the reins back to Mel when she returns next week. And have a great time at your conference um, meeting leaders and well done um, for what you're doing three weeks into the job. And, guys, look, you know, we are a community for the 160 different job titles in our profession. We're here for you um, through advocacy, research, education and, of course, the awards. So reach out to us. You know, you've got an amazing team. EK is part of it. You know, we've got 20-something people here. So you are supported. You are heard. You are seen. Um, and, you know, I'm just excited for the next 12 to 18 months and where the AAAs go. So, EK, well done. And I will see you on the other side and have a great week. Thanks. See you later. Bye, everyone. See ya. Wow, what a great show today. Thank you to our guests for joining us. And to stay connected with us, please head across to Instagram, follow us at admin unboxed. And if you have any comments or questions, please DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to join the show, please also let us know because we want to hear your story and your journey and also the expertise that you have in your administrative job here in Australia. Until next time, be amazing, be beautiful and see you guys soon.